thank you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where I delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for information about upcoming events in the arts community. I'm here today with Leslie Hill, Director of the Women's Entrepreneurial Opportunity Center, or WEOC, in Fort Wayne. Leslie is a visionary who worked as a product developer for companies such as Spiegel Catalog, Icelandic Design, and Vera Bradley. She has worked for local startups and owned her own business for four years. Leslie is here today to talk to us about entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is the process of designing, launching, and running a new business, which is often initially a small business. The people who create these businesses are called entrepreneurs. And while not all entrepreneurs are artists, all artists are entrepreneurs. Artists, like entrepreneurs, have a product or idea to sell, and they need to get out into the marketplace. So I'm excited to have your input today, Leslie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this whole topic um, and the fact that we get to say entrepreneurship about 39 times throughout this recording. <laughs> yes, um, and it's early morning, so we're definitely getting our mouth work out in. It's true. <laughs> Lots of muscle work. What would you say are the pros of entrepreneurship? Oh, sure. There are really, there really are so many. Um, just like you will ask me, in a moment about the cons, but um, with the pros, there is availability to manage your own schedule. There's availability to um, feel like you are in charge of your destiny rather than going into work every day and taking direction from someone else. You actually get to map out a chart and feel like the small things that you're doing throughout the day really do matter to that end result. Mm -hmm. I love that because so many times you're bogged down with emails or things that you have to do um, for the organization or the corporation, but it kind of sounds like you might have a little bit more freedom to decide what has the most value and place that at the top because you're your own boss. Exactly. Yes. Or what happens like today, there was a two hour school delay. What do you do? You freak out if you work for someone (laughs) else and you're trying to figure out what to do. Maybe you are able to finesse things a little bit more if you are an entrepreneur. Maybe you can say, hey, can we jump on this call and do it that way rather than me coming to meet you? Or can I bring my kids and do something that way? So people respect that you are building a business. And it's a little different than when you work for someone else. You actually have to report to more people, your manager, the <laughs> owner, the stockholders, those kind of things. Or yeah. when you're the entrepreneur, it shows that you are dedicated to work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, now the best part, the cons of entrepreneurship. <laughs> oh, there are just as many. <laughs> <laughs> so with cons, you you often feel so alone. The weight of decisions is so much more grand than when you are working for someone else. Maybe you have a team around you. There are people who get to pick up the slack or who you get to bounce these concepts off of. Um, That's the biggest hurdle is that feeling of aloneness. Then you jump into other more mental hurdles. Um, Like for instance, 
if you have, if you battle with depression in any way or anxiety, it will skyrocket mm. as an entrepreneur. Because not only are you worried about the people liking what you have to offer, but then you have to worry about people buying what you offer. So if you're a designer, so while I was designing for corporate America, I could design something and my managers, the, the executive team, they could say, yeah, this is great. Or no, that's really not going to work. <laughs> and I got to choose how to sell it to them. You know, no, I really think a fanny pack is really coming back, <laughs> I'm telling you. And I've done my research. But you don't get that chance with your end consumer. Mm -hmm. You have to put it out there and just hope that they agree with you and they can see the trends coming. Um, another one is that you are everything. So as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you don't have the opportunity to rely on your marketing team or um, IT, there are things that you have to learn and almost be specialists in in every category of your business rather than be able to hand it off to those um, specialists that work in a corporation. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard because how can you have the most information in every single one of those fields? You'd have to be doing continuing education all the time. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. And it, I love that it helps you grow to a point that you never anticipated. Because when you usually start a business, you either say, hey, I'm really good at this. So I'm going to have people pay me for this. You don't say, oh, I'm really good at being IT, HR, mm -hmm. uh, marketing, design. Right. <laughs> but that's exactly what has to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is there an advantage that an artist might have as an entrepreneur in comparison to entrepreneurs in other fields of interest? I think most definitely. The biggest asset that an artist has is they already think outside of that box concept. They're thinking and creating and finding inspiration everywhere. And it turns into something that is unique, which is why an artist is doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. When it's someone, say, in a different, um, where someone isn't sculpting their own item, mm -hmm. you have to hope that you can figure out how to sell that product. Mm -hmm. But an artist already has this deep connection with what's being created. And so the purchaser feels that creation in artwork. Mm -hmm. Does that? Yeah. It's like they had the vision and then they went for it. And really all they have to do almost is explain where that vision came from um, and kind of fill in the gaps there. But that does make sense. What have you learned over the course of your career that you wish you would have known sooner? Oh my gosh. In my career, I would say I would have hoped that I wouldn't be so judgmental of myself. Mm. I would receive personally, I don't obviously not everyone is like this, but yeah. personally, I would have reviews in corporate America that would say, you know, you are so hard on yourself. It's detrimental <laughs> to you. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> You fair. need to ease up on yourself. You're not like that with other people. So why are you so hard on yourself? So that would be one thing that even now I, I hope I have to practice every day. And as far as 
owning and operating my own business that really played a part into what I was doing. Um, as an image consultant, I was so hard on myself as far as I'm not going to be that epitome of style that every person wants to look up to because you know what? Most of the time, it's not glamorous. I have a garage <laughs> sale in my car <laughs> at any given moment. Oh, man. <laughs> so when you think of personal branding, and although I feel like I was good at it, mm -hmm. and I still have a knack for it, that will never go away, and I'll just be able to use it everywhere. But me being too hard on myself made me actually um, stop the mm -hmm. business. Yeah, like being less successful when you thought that maybe that would make you more successful. Right. Yeah. Yes, it actually held me back. Yeah. Speaking of success, what has been your biggest success on your own entrepreneurial journey? Honestly, the fact that you go against every single person that you think is going to be your support network, and they never are. Mm. <laughs> they might like your posts on Facebook or share them. And, you know, mm. you're like, oh, thanks, mom. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is so important. But when things get hard, mm -hmm. they're the first person to tell you, did you really think that's going to work? Yeah. Like, that's not going to work. You know, <laughs> are you really going to charge $1,000 for a speaking fee? That's never going to happen in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, man. Um, how many people are going to hire an image consultant? In Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> so you get this constant barrage of the people that you think are going to support you are actually louder voices in your head that support your own self-confidence mm -hmm. issues. So you have to be pretty sure of yourself and kind of have that faith. But it's probably a really tricky balance because you can't be so sure of yourself that you can't question what you're doing when the time counts. Exactly. So um, when I just decided to stop Hill Image for a while, that mm -hmm. was about seven months ago in February, I thought, I just need a break. Yeah. I can, I, people know me now. We're going to just plan on the fact that if I go back to it, they'll remember. Mm -hmm. But I had to be open enough and honest with myself that I was not in a mental state to keep moving forward. My drive was there. But my, that little voice was becoming louder and louder. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be able to turn that off. Yeah. So I think that my biggest success is being honest with myself. I know I can make it something. Mm -hmm. I know I still can. But I also know timing and listening to yourself is more important than anything else. Anything anyone says to you. Yeah, that's fair. I love that. So for you, was it scary taking the first step, having the vision, and then taking the steps to move it forward, uh, taking your idea into fruition? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I am a doer. Okay. So if I get an idea in my head, it's, it's going to be It's happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't think. I just did. Yeah. So I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. I said, you know... I have a fashion background mm -hmm. and a business background and I want to help people. So I want to be of service, but I don't know exactly what in the world that looks like mm -hmm. again in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. What, what am I going to do? And so I went through a mentoring program, which I think is so beneficial to every person alive 
Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, it was called the Mentoring Women's Network, and what it was is you could link up with women all across the state and have three sessions with them. And two out of my three mentors told me I should do image consulting. Hmm. First, I said, "What? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I'm behind a desk. Yeah, in America. I don't. Know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Tell me a stylist. I got that. Yeah. Tell me. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right." So I researched it, found out that there was a class starting for certification in three weeks, signed up, went, came back, and I started my business. Wow. So what is image consulting? (laughs) (laughs) I, it, it all boils down to helping people feel confident with themselves as well as having a wardrobe that works for them. Mm, I love that because so many issues could be solved Ah. if you knew exactly how to present yourself. Exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I have interviewed and they come in flip-flops or that messy bun. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, this is your very first impression. First impressions don't go away. Yeah. They last forever. I still remember my very first, um, my first technical employee, mm-hmm. not just someone I was mentoring at work. Yeah. I'll never forget it because she came in in a suit. Everything was great. But she was still creative. She was still her, mm-hmm. but she presented herself well. And then that very week that she was hired on, we went to an event and she drank so much. She got sick in the bushes. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing, but horrible. Yes. So knowing that it's, it's a multitude of impressions. Right. And that is what creates your brand. Mm -hmm. So I really, I went to be certified in image consulting, but I morphed it into personal brand Mm -hmm. because that's really what's going to make you be you and what helps you stand out, especially in a marketplace that is just overflowing with concepts. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would also go into corporations and train their employees to be brand ambassadors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is really fun because a, I wasn't scared to ask for money from corporations Mm -hmm. because I know what it's like Mm -hmm. to work in a corporation. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot like monopoly money, really. (laughs) Exactly. So I wasn't scared of Mm -hmm. that at all. I knew exactly my worth. Mm -hmm. I knew it was affordable it might have been a stretch, so that means I had to work for it. Yeah. But once they got it, it mm-hmm. was great. Um, and we, when you look at it, you build your team, and your, the majority of what you pay for is either wages or inventory hmm. when you build a business. Yeah. And so if you are spending that much money on wages, on people, let's give them tools that help them be little mini billboards. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend as much in advertising then. Right. Yeah, that's great. How can artists and other entrepreneurs, women and men alike, utilize the Women's Entrepreneurial Opportunity Center? Oh, yeah. This is great because it's true. You can, if you're a man, you can definitely come in and we will still service yeah, you. Yeah, one of my first workshops here. Actually, I've been to a couple here and I've seen, I've seen the guys. Yeah. And they love it. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's fun because they get to open up on a level that they typically wouldn't Mm -hmm. when there's more men in the room. Right. 
and they get to learn a little bit more about how women think, which mm-hmm. is always exciting. Yeah. Because <laughs> they really have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I provide one-on-one coaching. If you are a startup, so you are just in that concept stage and you want to know how to get this idea of you want to make shoes that are comfortable but aren't ugly, let's just say, which rarely happens, (laughs) right? (laughs) So you can say that, and then I'm going to walk you through, okay, what does that look like for your family? What Mm -hmm. does that look like to your current life? It's not just about how you're going to bring money in. Right. Um, But then we really do have to think about the money. Yeah. Most times, especially with my more creatives, my artist Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs is, we all have this concept, just like I did with image mm-hmm. consulting. We want to help people. We want to put this out there. We want to change the world. None of that says money because right. we're not motivated by money. Mm-hmm. However, we can't change the world or make a dent without money. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. We create some sort of value on this paper, piece of paper. And so don't look at it as it being actual money. Just look at it as that exchange. So they give you this piece of paper and you get to give them something that's going to change their life. Mm -hmm. So if we can take that emphasis off of the actual, without saying the word money, we need to figure out how we can get you paid so that you can present this and literally conquer the world if that's what you want to do. That's amazing. So that's the one-on-one coaching. And then if you are, say you're a business and you've been in business for 10 years, maybe you're a dance instructor and you can't figure out how to work on those months where the attendance is so low. How are we going to bring in revenue during that time? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have a goal and you're an artist and maybe you want to move into a studio and out of your apartment. That's going to (laughs) cost some of that paper. Yeah. And we're going to work through what that looks like and make it not about the money, but about getting you what you want. Then we do the trainings like you've been to. Yeah. And those are typically free. Uh, We actually might be starting to charge $10 Mm -hmm. and then giving it back to you if you show up Mm -hmm. just because we have, we order food and drinks and then people don't come. Yeah. So it's the easiest way for us to Mm -hmm. say, we don't need you to pay. We just need you to come. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so those can be anything we've pulled our groups and they say they want help with communication, mm-hmm. um, and social media. And really then I have to try to work in how to train people on finances and the mental wellness concept. Oh yeah. Because again, if you, especially artists, um, or anything creative, which is really entrepreneurs are all very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to draw on resources that aren't there. And so how do we look at goals and getting you to the place that you need to be? How do we look at, you know, maybe you are so depressed because nothing has been selling and you can't get out of bed. How do we get out of that dark place? Mm-hmm. And so I have to then craft mm-hmm. some ways to get this to you, even though you may only be saying, I just want help on communication. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, but actually you need help on a lot of different areas. (laughs) 
And I know because I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. So what is the difference between having a positive outlook on your business and realistic expectations? Because I'm sure that that can happen. Somebody might come in with maybe too much positivity, which then equals unrealistic expectations of what they can achieve. And how can you tell the difference and make smart decisions? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, everyone that comes in, I I just let them, what I say, um, is word vomit all over my desk. (laughs) (laughs) So just, just start being creative. Get all that optimism out there. Let's get that energy out there. And then I'm going to steer you through the realities of it. Hone it in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so today we had a client, I won't tell you her total concept, but say it involved a retail establishment. Great idea. I said, okay, so what are your revenue generators? How are you going to pay for the space? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't gotten that far. That's okay. You don't have to think about that before you come in. I can help you walk through that without crushing you and making you feel the entire weight of this. Mm -hmm. I do at some point have to make you understand that this will be the hardest thing Mm -hmm. you will ever do beyond parenting. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's parenting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I have that responsibility. But I want to keep your energy levels up because that is what will draw energy to you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you have any tips for daily best practices for productivity? Yes. First and foremost, keep a list in an actual notebook. Okay. So people may write down here and there things on little sticky notes. Mm -hmm. If you are a sticky note offender... (laughs) I want you to take those sticky notes and put them all, get a five-subject mead, Mm -hmm. I don't care, some kind of a a line stationary, and put your sticky notes all from that same day on a piece of paper. Okay. So kind of hone all of your to-dos in one area and actually start crossing them off. Oh, yeah. There are some people who really feel good just about crossing off oh, their Oh, crossing list. off things is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there for me, like peeling stickers off of new windows. Or, oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> um, but really, that is the one thing that you have to train yourself to do. I don't care if you don't do anything else, is take notes. Nowadays, especially with having the computer and for my children who are in school, they aren't taught to take notes. They're taught to put them in the computer. But if you're not really the person that is is um, computer savvy, um, or, yeah, you're not yeah. drawn to that. Mm-hmm. That's not your thing. Right. Then you just won't take them. Yeah. And what we need to do, I don't care if you take them on your phone, mm-hmm. but we have to put them somewhere Yeah. and then look at them. So put them in your phone and print them out. Yeah. I don't care. And then put them in a folder. But you have to have that daily task. Mm -hmm. Then having that and keeping your kind of your to-dos with your agenda or your calendar. Those two things are essential. Mm -hmm. And you could stop there, honestly. (laughs) Just do those two things and that's fine. Then it all gets into how organized do you want to be. 
Yeah, but that really is half the battle because you can write it down all you want, but if you're not putting it into your calendar and making the time to do it, then oh yeah, out of luck. I hear all the time, um, I know I need to do that. I know I need to once a month look at my expenses and see what my revenue was. But if it's not in your calendar, you will not do it. Because there are so many things that you have to do as an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've talked about that, all of the different hats. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about the difference between making an idea or a brand or a product work in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What would you say the biggest difference is about our market in comparison to, say, Chicago? Um, I think our biggest hurdle with selling anything in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and and just so you know, it is actually a place where large corporations will send their goods to test. We are a test market because it is so hard to penetrate. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe not. Okay. But you know, if it works here, it's an amazing opportunity. <laughs> it's a great product. Yeah. But I think that is specifically because we're at a size that is comparable to several other cities across the United States. Mm-hmm. But we are also, we operate as a small town. So we are so different compared to, say, Grand Rapids, who's similar size. Mm-hmm. They operate more like a larger city. Um, same thing with, um, uh, I don't even know, some places in Ohio. Okay. And, and so with that, people think, you know, brands, new business owners, they think, great, this is going to be decent size. We're not trying this in one of the small outlying counties. Um, where just our friends are going to support us because (laughs) they know us. Yeah. Um, So with thinking about promoting your products, you have to take that into consideration. We are a special little hub here. And part of the reason we are so special is with operating as a small town, we have a lot of biases. And Mm -hmm. we can't open our minds to things we don't know or haven't experienced. So a lot of people in this area grow up here and never leave, Mm. or they grow up, they might go a couple hours away and come back. And I'm one of them. I Mm -hmm. grew up in Angola. I lived all over, like you mentioned, um, and came back. And so we just need a little bit more of mind opening Mm -hmm. here, a little bit more of being able to see that larger picture. I'm not talking about politics. Yeah. It's not about what side you're on or it's about experiences. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't experienced something, then you don't know how to see it in any other light. Yeah. And that goes for the same thing as I know, you know, especially art Mm -hmm. in particular, other cities value art so much higher because they understand that to make it, when you are having $1,000, $2,000 in rent, and you are an artist, we get why something mm-hmm. is hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to create. Here, we don't have that same connection with it. Mm-hmm. We think, oh, that's so nice of you to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're still at the point where people are asking me to do free things every day. I'm like, nope, this yes. is my livelihood. You would not ask my 
husband who is a dentist to take out all of your teeth without being paid. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's, it's fun. Great. Yeah, it's a joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. What do you like to do in your spare time? Well, it's funny because I love to dance. Oh, that's great. And I don't do, you know, I, I did when I was younger dancing ballet and jazz and hip hop. I just like to dance. Anything. Freestyle. Yeah. Freestyle. <laughs> kitchen, kitchen dance. Yes. Yeah. We have uh, what I call Dance Party USA in mm. our living room about at least three nights a week. So it's my kids who are six and nine and my husband and our foreign exchange student because we usually have one yeah, at some point in time. That's awesome. Because again, I want to teach my kids that there are other cultures and things like that. Um, so we get goofy and mm-hmm. let different cultures see how weird Americans <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So that's probably my favorite thing and walking the dog. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Oh, she's a mutt. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really good. But having that time outside and and feeling like, especially with the dog, then you have a purpose mm-hmm. to be doing it and you right. can't ignore it. Yeah. So for dog owners, I'm sorry if you're one of those people who do not walk your dog, but I have, that's one of my biases. <laughs> yeah. They need to be outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? You know, because I just took this position mm-hmm. with the WEAC about seven months ago, I would say I never thought of myself here. Mm-hmm. I never thought about myself having a business Yeah, five years before that. <laughs> so I would say some of my goals, I'd say my long-term goals are I would love to either be a TV newscaster, mm-hmm. not in a local market, I'm talking Big time. Yeah. Or having my own show where it's, I don't care if it starts out as Marie Ferilio mm-hmm. or Oprah or something like that. But yeah. I feel like now at almost 40 years old, mm-hmm. you start to learn more about yourself. And especially being in so many different types of careers, mm-hmm. um, I understand that I have a funky magnetism to people. So on those days when it's really hard to go out because I don't have the energy to be on, Mm -hmm. I also realize that that's my biggest asset. So how do I monopolize on that? I try to dive in with my entrepreneurs on what are the key, unique characteristics to you and why people are going to buy from you. And Mm -hmm. I've now narrowed it down. Mm -hmm. I know that it is people want to be around me. Mm-hmm. So how do you financially make that possible? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> how do you monopolize something? Yeah. Right? And I wish that I wish that everyone could hone in on these things about themselves. I would have never known this had I not started a business. Yeah. Because I would have been behind the desk and I would have known, yes, people like me when I get up and speak mm-hmm. and people like to work with me, but I would have never ever understood the magnitude of this gift mm-hmm. had I not started a business. Yeah. That's incredible. And I really relate to that too, because um, 
I think that it's so important for us to find those voices that can make a difference and can make a change and give them a platform because we're in an age where there is so much negativity that is readily available. And so to be able to kind of cut through the clutter and find the voices that are counteractive to everything that's out there and can be a really positive force for women and who have the kind of background that you have where you've done it and lived it and aren't just saying, this is what you should do, but you don't really know. It's completely the opposite. So I love that. And I think that that would be great for you. Thank you. And you know, it's funny. These things are the hard things to say. Once you really hone in on something, it's embarrassing. It's hard to say, hey, I want to be famous one day because it's not the famous part. Right. And I had that problem, and I know other people do too, about image consulting. Mm-hmm. People automatically assume that you're judging them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, it's just something that comes free to me. This yeah. is an easy thing. I don't, I don't struggle with this, so mm-hmm. why not help other people who do struggle with it? And what people probably don't realize is that there's probably plenty that maybe you're not great at. Oh, and, my gosh. Know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will tell you, I am so bad at cooking. Oh, there you go. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And other people love to cook, and they're mm-hmm. amazing at it. Yeah. There, yes, there are so many things that yeah. I'm not going to – I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's everybody... hone in on the things that you actually are good Yeah, at. <laughs> exactly. That's great. If you were to meet someone on the street, what would you want them to know about you? I would, I don't know if I would want them to, no, that's totally a lie. I know exactly what I would want them yeah. to know. You think <laughs> that you just want them to know that you're nice and welcoming and funny, but really what I would want them to know is that I personally really value people and relationships. Mm-hmm. And that I value having fun in life. So nothing I do should conflict Mm -hmm. with those two things. Because the second I'm not making people laugh or I'm not laughing, then my energy level goes down. Yeah. So you're probably like an extroverted extrovert. Well, it's so funny. I'm an introverted (laughs) extrovert. Oh, you are? Okay. So I fill back up by going away from people. Okay. I need some time. Yeah. Not being on all the time. Mm -hmm. But... Um, it, yeah, it, without that, if, if I don't have an opportunity to be in front of people mm-hmm. in some capacity, mm-hmm. then I'm also not filled up. Right. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm just schizophrenic. No big deal. <laughs> Aren't we all though? <laughs> yeah. Just low key. Yeah. But, uh, where can we find you on social media? Well, if you want to look up the WEOC. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so that's inweoc.com. You can go to our website, and funny because you'll see me front and center in a little video. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. I do an interview with female entrepreneurs, and I actually may shapeshift that a little bit. So I've been doing it so that we could have, I was calling it mentoring through media that we could have business owners because we don't have a lot of women business owners to look up to. Yeah. If you look at any of these entrepreneurial technical assistance places like the WEOC, mm-hmm. the majority of speakers they have are men. Oh, Because there are only 5% of women who actually are business owners, yeah. right? 
So I wanted to put that out there. But then I may even incorporate now people who are the business builders during that. Mm -hmm. So we can all learn from a coaching session. So there's that. Yeah. On YouTube. Uh, We're on Facebook. I think I'm everywhere but Twitter. Because I just feel like my mouth would just get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And they've extend, extended how many characters you can have. So there yeah, you go. Exactly. No bueno. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your insight. And I hope everyone learned a little something new. I know I did. And it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Thank you so much. I really value that you asked me. Thank of you. Of course. And come on out to the WEAC for a, um, what do you call the morning sessions? Are they? The training sessions. Training sessions. Mm-hmm. They're really valuable and I enjoyed them. See you.